0: And our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one and only, the beautiful, the talented, the sexy, the only slightly grumpy with me right now. (laughs) Mr. Eric Robertson. Hello. This is the third time we've recorded the intro.
1: Hopefully the last.
0: And we've also got our dog, Spike, barking at the door, so maybe you'll hear him in the background.
1: It's a pleasure to hear him bark.
0: We are so excited that you are here for episode 60-frickin-3! That's so good! That's a
1: lot. How are we even doing this?
0: I'm not sure, but it's pretty easy when we've got amazing people like you listening. (laughs) And also, do you like what I did there? And also, we have a phenomenal interview. This is episode 63, How to Make Hard Changes in Your Life and Find Success with Amy Porterfield. You guys, this interview is so good. There are life-changing pieces of information sentences questions there's so much goodness I'm so excited to tell you a little bit about Amy but first we just want to say hey hi thanks for being here you're doing a really good job you look really good today
1: you made fun of my outfit I know you're talking to everyone else but that doesn't count for me apparently I
0: didn't make fun of your outfit
1: I mean, I kind of deserved it. I'm wearing cowboy boots with my jeans tucked into them.
0: Which is actually, I think, a perfectly acceptable look. It's just that your jeans are... Yeah, for a
1: six-year-old girl.
0: Your your jeans are so tight and skinny, and they are, like, rustic, like, from IFA. I got
1: these in Texas.
0: What's IFA? Intermountain Farmers of America? Yeah,
1: something like
0: that. Like, they really look like classic... They're not stylish cowboy boots. They're classic cowboy boots. Then with your super skinny jeans,
1: so I look really good, is what she's saying. But guess
0: what? All of you guys look really good too. And it doesn't matter what you're wearing. You got out of bed today. And you are taking time and energy to listen to something that we know and that you hope will help you feel a little more awesome than you did before. And why does that matter? What's the point of the podcast? What's the point of being here? When you feel awesome, you are able to go out into the world and do more awesome, share more awesome, and honestly just live the life that you want to live. And it sounds so silly that you should have to like listen to a podcast or read a book to understand how you want to live. But I think that is like one of the great... Joys and purposes of life is to figure out how you want to live and then to understand how to do it
1: Yeah, it's exciting
0: it's so fun, and it's so exciting. <laughs> okay, we have one quick segment, and then I want to tell you about Amy and this fantastic freaking interview, and it is a nobody cares about your kids. And
1: Fiona is out of control these Fiona days. is
0: out of control. Fiona's almost three. In so, the
1: best way possible, though.
0: So the nobody cares about your kids is we know that you guys don't really want to hear about them, but sometimes we don't care, and we just want to tell you about them real quick.
1: This is our personal journal, so just get over it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fiona is out of control. Last night was Halloween.
1: And every morning she wakes us up. The other kids know to not wake us up in the morning because they get up at like 5. It's ridiculous. But Fiona will come storming in whenever she gets up. And she'll usually demand breakfast, which she calls dinner. So she'll walk in and just go, I want dinner. <laughs> the other morning, we were sleeping, and Allison, like, you know, creaked her eyes open to look at her and kind of lifted her head. And and then Fiona quickly went into a tirade about, you better not go to sleep. If you go back to sleep, I will put you in timeout. She was yeah. putting Allison in timeout. Yeah,
0: she was threatening timeout. But the, the other thing that happened is yesterday was Halloween, and so she woke up just thinking that she was entitled to candy. Oh,
1: yeah, immediately. As, <laughs> kind
0: of as we all do on Halloween, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, well, it's Halloween morning. Where's the mini Snickers? And so she got so mad at me because, listen, I pretty much say yes to everything. I give them candy all the time. I just felt totally justified in not giving her candy first thing on halloween morning and she ran into eric and what did she say
1: mom is being
0: stupid that is terrible they are not allowed to sing. and that. i didn't
1: know what she was saying because i was still asleep this is pretty early she's screaming mom's stupid she won't she makes me cry did she really crying. say stupid I, after i woke up i i deducted that's what she was saying where it, did
0: she even learn to say that well the other
1: day when she was praying she prayed for over dinner and she said help us to not say butt face she was naming all these words but that was the one we could hear her say help us not say butt face she's
0: like saying every bad thing she knows how to (laughs) say and praying that we don't
1: (laughs) she said butt face like 30 seconds
0: later anyway we just wanted you to know that if you at all were wondering how you were doing with your toddler that's how well we're doing with ours so if nothing else
1: it's all good
0: we have no control and um, she's in charge, so we hope that makes you feel better, even though we know nobody cares about your kids. Um, Amy Porterfield. Oh, mm, mm. She is beautiful. She is dreamy. See, she is sultry. Oh, my gosh. She is going to be mortified at how I'm <laughs> yeah. describing her. She is not a woman of the night. She is a completely... Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> She is a wildly successful podcaster, online business coach, entrepreneur. She has worked in all sorts of amazing industries. She has worked with Harley Davidson. She worked for years with somebody that you guys know It's going to get me excited, Mr. Tony Robbins. And then she took the plunge and she started working for herself. She has incredible online courses and her very, very successful, highly rated podcast is Online Marketing Made Easy with Amy Porterfield. If you're in the online marketing world at all, then you'll be like, holy crap, how did Allison get Amy Porterfield on her podcast? (laughs) If you're not in that world, Amy might be new to you. And here is the reason why I wanted Amy to come on the show and really was dumbfounded that she said yes. It's because I have been able to watch Amy in the last year or so make changes that have totally transformed the way she shows up and shares online. They've manifested themselves in physical changes. Amy is going to talk about feeling motivated to lose weight and what that looked like in her life and like what that meant for her. I'm so glad that she shares that because I, I don't love to sit around and Talk about weight a lot because it's about our mindset. If you do want more on that, my episode number eight, I talk about my weight loss journey. But I love how Amy just opens up and talks about it. And what Amy is going to talk about is up leveling her life and how she decided to make these changes. And these are really hard and difficult changes. The other thing that Amy and I talk about are the commonalities that she sees in successful people. On her podcast, she interviews a lot of people. And so, Amy has access through her online courses and through her podcast to have access with so many wildly successful people. And so we have a really open conversation about what does success look like? How do you keep yourself from feeling like you can't be successful when you're talking to people who you don't share certain things in common with? And Amy does such an amazing job of breaking down some some trends or commonalities that she sees in successful people. She shares a lot of her own personal experience. And honestly, this interview is just amazing. I just re-listened to it and I learned so much and I know that you guys are going to too. So just to clarify, if you are not interested in online marketing, if you're not interested in being an entrepreneur, that doesn't matter. This is about finding success in your life, making hard changes, and it is going to resonate with you and give you some amazing ideas on how to do that in your life. Hello, Awesome Empire. I am here with The beautiful, the talented, the glorious. And Amy, I hope you're okay with me saying this. You kind of remind me um, your beautiful voice of a Disney princess. Okay, you are the second person that told me that. It sounds insane, but it's great. Are you okay? (laughs) I know you want to be careful how you compliment people because you don't want it to be um, an insult. But this is somebody that I just admire and revere and love, and it is the beautiful Amy Porterfield. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Truly. I've been watching your stuff forever. I love your what? dance parties. Oh I, I just think you're awesome. Okay. Well, this my life is made. We can be done now. I just wanted compliments <laughs> from Amy. Um, Amy, thank you so much. So... Amy, the first time I was introduced to you, it was about, I think it was almost four, maybe more years ago. And it, it was at a live um, event that Pat Flynn, also a fabulous podcaster, hosted in San Diego. And I went with my friend Susan Peterson. Do you remember this event? No. You spoke, and it was like Pat Flynn and ugh, some other guy, and they did this live event, and you came as a special guest oh, speaker yes. and spoke like right at the end. Do you remember that? Yes, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker and Pat. Chris Ducker. Yep. Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker and Pat. And so Amy has a fabulous, like I said, she has a fabulous online marketing made easy podcast, but I was new to the world of online marketing and I hadn't heard her podcast yet. Now, Amy, to give you a little bit of backstory, I felt very uncomfortable at this conference because I had not yet owned the fact that I could be a total boss babe entrepreneur, but not feel or look stuffy or be like other people people who were doing online marketing. I could say words like freaking and still be a very serious business lady. Um, <laughs> and I hadn't, I hadn't maybe owned that yet. And Susan Peterson always likes to make me mingle. And so she made us go to this like cocktail hour the night before the conference. We went there and I don't drink, but people always think I'm drunk anyway. So it (laughs) usually works for me, but we went there and you know, we were talking to a few people and Susan and I were joking around. We weren't being in my opinion, out of control. And about halfway through this guy goes, Oh, you're being serious. And I'm like, what? And he's like, this, he's like, this is like, you're not doing a character. This is who you are. What? It's the type of thing when somebody says something to you that's so rude, you, you can't process it in the moment. I was like, um, uh, yeah, like we're just having a good time. Like, because they were there for a business conference and they were being their business selves. Mm. And we were there just having a conversation, goofing off. And we were joking around and... But like, it wasn't, I mean, it was like this type of conversation I'm having with you. I'm not like dancing and shimmying, you know, (laughs) it literally kind of like stabbed me because then I, the next day was going to go to this business, this business conference. And I just felt like such an idiot. And we were some of the only women there. And I, you know, you, when you go to things like that, you feel like such an imposter. And so that was like, the, the conference was great. Pat Flynn is amazing. He's a wonderful person. This was just some random person who was there. And Amy Porter. Porterfield comes waltzing in (laughs) like like literally like the clouds parted and your gorgeous flowing locks are trailing behind you and you you're you know you were too you weren't there the whole time you just come you marching up to the front you sit down and every single one of those idiots was like Amy Porterfield Amy Porterfield Amy Porterfield just like literally like their, their eyes were going berserk their notebooks were going crazy and every and I mean you killed. It you answered these questions and you were kind and polite and you were fun and you were you were business business professional, but you weren't like a robot and <laughs> and you were a woman yes. it with all these men and you right. were a woman and you weren't up playing or downplaying anything, and I just loved seeing honestly all of these men just bow down, and <laughs> I was like who is Amy Barterfield? <laughs> this is the best story ever. Is, I didn't know if I've told you this. So I went back after you spoke because I didn't know to be intimidated by you yet, you know? And so I went back and I was like, hi, I'm Allison. And I was like, you're amazing and you're the best thing that ever happened. Oh my and gosh, just, I'm so mad. I didn't know yeah, we've ever
2: met in person. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was no, a no, no. fan
0: from afar. No. And in my mind, the only reason why you had any idea who I am ever in the whole world is because we met that one time in San No, I just watch
2: <laughs> your stuff online. And I'm like, who is this girl that can shimmy like no other? What? And she is doing this amazing business. So this is the greatest. I didn't no. know we were besties from way back when. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's official.
0: I'm genuinely even more shocked now because I thought the only reason why you ever would have any idea that I exist online is because of this like thing one time.
2: Oh my (laughs) gosh, so great. Isn't it funny the things we think in our head that we're like, oh, that's not it.
0: We create these stories. And so this is what the reason why I share this story is so everybody understands Amy Porterfield in my mind, in my eyes. She has been a mentor to me through her amazing podcast. I have bought her phenomenal online courses. But aside from all of that, Amy, you're just incredibly successful and you're successful in your way. I have just loved seeing that. And, you know, one beautiful, gorgeous, successful human just gives other people to be successful and be themselves. And so this is something I wanted to talk to you about because on your podcast and in your work, you work with a lot of really successful people and you talk to them. And we were talking about this and I'm like, it can start to feel like there's one way to be successful. It feels counterintuitive. And the reason I bring it up is because I have watched Amy Porterfield and, and noticed a little voice in my head being like, well, you can't be as successful as Amy because you're not like Amy in these ways. Mm. I don't generally feel like that, but and also, it's somebody I admire and love, and i'm I'm so happy for your success. It's inspired me. And I thought, isn't that funny that it almost seems counterintuitive that the more successful people you meet, the more it feels like there's one way to be successful. And I just would love to hear your thoughts on this because you're oh,
2: so such a good topic. Okay. So I have a quick little story about this because I've had the exact same experience, and it literally was just mm. last week. And so, <gasps> I am, I'm going to tell you this story and I'm not name dropping because who I'm going to talk about, you and I both know, um, yeah. I, I just got to put in perspective. So I had this great opportunity last week to go on a little girls' trip to Tennessee with Rachel Hollis, who's the author of Girl Wash Your Face, and she's
0: been on the podcast. Everybody knows her on here. She amazing,
2: amazing girl. And Jenna Kutcher, who you and I both know as well. So um, she's a great girl. So I got to go on this little girls' trip with them, and it was awesome. It was so much fun. But Jenna and Rachel have huge social media followers and are a following and they're prolific on social media and they just put themselves out there. They're way more confident on video than I am in terms of like Facebook live and Instagram live and all that good stuff. So I look at these two girls and they they're giving me advice. I ask them like, "Give me all the advice you've got about me showing up more on social media. I want to attract a bigger audience. I want to go beyond just my audience of people that want to learn marketing. Yeah. I I want to attract a bigger audience to inspire and educate." And so they were giving me all this advice which I took and I'm going to apply. However, I could hear myself in my head start comparing myself mm-hmm. saying like, "I've got to do it just like them." And so I. I started to think like, oh my gosh, Jenna shows up in a really unique way on social. I can't ever do it that way. Or she shares stuff like she's in her underwear in yes, Times yes, Square yes. for Ari, right? <laughs> like that will never be me. And so I started to kind of like get scared, like I can't do this. And I really, because I've been at this for a while, I snapped back really quick and I thought the advice they're giving me is so valuable and I'm going to take it all, but I've got to do it my way. Yes. There is more than one way to be prolific on social media and to attract your audience and to do it your way. So I just had that exact same experience and it's so important that we put in respect. Yes. Oh my
0: gosh, thank you so much for sharing that because it is it's always even me being saying like I feel like I need to be more like Amy. I feel like an idiot saying it, but it's just true, right? Like you have these thoughts. We do it. We all do it. <laughs> Yep. I love that. So true. Thank you so much. So because you've had this experience, like we said, talking to so many successful people, interviewing them and really getting to understand them. Do you feel like you see any common characteristic traits or themes in successful people that are, are universal that maybe all of us could work on adopting rather than thinking, oh, we need to be more like this person? Maybe it's more like a certain characteristic trait.
2: A hundred percent. So there's a few things that come to mind. The first one is I've noticed that every successful person that I have come across, whether it be in the entrepreneurial world or just a really kick, kick butt mom or just people doing awesome things, they all tend to put value and time in their um, mindset, meaning working Ooh. on their thoughts and feelings. Yeah, yes. this is one that comes up a lot, whether it is an inspirational podcast in their ear while they're driving their kids to school, or for me, it's you know reading the books that are going to get me to really put things in perspective like I just talked about, like doing my own mm-hmm. thing, being my own boss, but in my own way. So fueling your mind. With inspiration and making sure that you are thinking the thoughts that are going to move you forward. The people that I come across that are just crushing it in life, they put value there. So that's one thing that I've seen a lot. Okay, and I, I know you and I both like subscribe to that. Oh, yeah. We we definitely think <laughs> it's incredibly important. So we're all about that one. And then the other one is I really do believe that the people that are so successful in whatever it is that they set out to do, they. Make a point of owning their time. And what I mean by that is they don't let their calendar um, control them. They don't let everybody else's needs and wants dictate everything that they do. And whatever is on their calendar, they own it. And so I could put this easily in business, but it doesn't have to be. I look at my calendar, and if I feel like everything is for somebody else, I'm not blocking time to do the things that are going to move me forward or get me excited and passionate about what I'm doing. Or if I just just say yes to everything and just vomit all over my calendar. And I don't have a minute to even think that I know I'm not going to be in a good place. So really owning your time and saying like, no, I agree to this. I'm going to do it. If you constantly hear yourself say, I have to do this. I have to do that. That's a great example of not owning oh, your Oh, I own time.
0: love that. Thank you so much for that specific example because it, they can become triggers. And I love that, that specific example of I have to, and that is indicative yes. of not owning your time. Okay. So just to recap those amazing, it's owning your mindset and owning your time.
1: I yes, love, exactly. I
0: love that. Thank you so much. Now, one of the other reasons, other than you're just a glorious human, I was so excited to talk to you, is I have been able to watch you make this incredible shift over the last year, year and a half. And the way that I would describe it is you're just more open. And I've heard you on your podcast talk about you made a decision and the way that you put it was up-level your life, your mind, your health. I know everyone who listens to Awesome with Allison, the goal is to feel a little more awesome than you did before. I love that idea of up-leveling, but what, was there a specific, was there a breaking point? Was it a gradual decision? Like, what did that trigger or when you really started to make change, what did that look like for you? What brought you to that? Because you're, like, Amy, just... You have to understand, Amy not only has like multi multi million dollar business, she teaches other people how to do that. She has a beautiful, (laughs) beautiful husband with his name is so interesting, Hobie. I love his (laughs) name. And you have your beautiful, is he your stepson? Will you call him your bonus? Yeah. Do you call him your stepson or your bonus son?
2: I really like bonus son, but I've always just called him my. I actually always just call him my son. Oh, I love that. But yes, so he's your, my stepson, your son,
0: Cade. I mean, you don't just have this beautiful business. You can tell you have beautiful friendships. Um, you have like a really beautiful, well-rounded life. So, girl, why are you walking around saying you need to up-level it? I I need to. I need to know, <laughs> Mama. Tell me.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna get really, really candid here and say that really what happened was my weight became a very big issue. (sighs) So the weight was the catalyst, but it's so much more than that. So let me break it down really fast ever since I was a little girl, I've had challenges with my weight. I was in Weight Watchers at eight years old, so it was definitely a thing. And so I've carried this with me forever and ever, weight up, weight down, whatever, but I definitely defined my worth based on what was on the scale. And so that was just all around held me back. And it always has held me back in in weird ways, and in, in different ways. But here's what happened. It just got to the point that it was out of control. And it wasn't that I I could love myself at any weight and that I believe we should do. But the challenge was I was eating my emotions. And that's the part that I knew I wasn't meant to be that weight because if I stopped eating all my emotions, I knew my body didn't want to be that weight. And so that's where I had a challenge with all of this and opportunities would come my way. And the first thought I would think is, oh my gosh, I cannot say yes at this weight. I can't do it. And Mm -hmm. I always had this dream that I'm going to be on the Today Show. It hasn't happened yet, but I really think it's going to happen. Oh no, no,
0: no, no. It will happen. It's going to happen. I'm offended for you that it hasn't already happened, but it will happen. (laughs) Yeah. I used to say
2: that I wanted to be on the show and I was a huge fan of Matt Lauer. Now that's kind of changed. I'm just saying the Today Show. Okay. okay. So we're going to just... Put it there. (laughs) So I um, would always think like if the Today Show called and they said, Amy, we want to talk about this great thing you did, I would be mortified because I knew I wasn't being my (sighs) best self. So- and, and video is a big thing. You know, you use video a mm-hmm. lot. People love to see you on video. They connect with you. I never wanted to get on video. And I lead like my have a business brain. So I knew that that was holding me back in business. Mm. And the second you're going to hold me back in business, I'm like, oh, heck no, we're going to fix this. So I decided I've got to take control of this emotional eating. I hired a weight loss coach. That was a huge, big move for me. But here's the greatest thing ever. This weight loss coach does not have a food plan, does not tell me what to eat. She works on my mindset, my thoughts and my feelings and why I was eating all these emotions away instead of just feeling them because it's normal to have all these feelings and emotions. So she taught me how to not be an emotional eater. I could literally say right now, I do not identify with that anymore. It's not part of my life. So- that was huge for me. But once the weight started coming off, I realized, oh wow, I didn't realize I was playing so small. I didn't realize I was making the weight about everything, which was really just an excuse. So. I did an episode where the first time in my entire life, I came out and said, I'm embarrassed by my weight, and that's why I don't do stuff. And you are so candid. You are so open and honest that it almost seems n- so natural to you. It is not natural to me. I wanted to die by just saying, I am embarrassed by my weight. I thought I might die in that moment, but I did it on my podcast, and it was great. And that's the episode that people tell me they love the most. So interesting I love enough, that. right?
0: And you know what I love? And yeah. I don't want to interrupt you, but you know what I love? about that Please episode do. is, and this is an inspiration to me, Amy, is, yeah, it, it comes naturally to me to share, but I have to learn how to not share too much. Um <laughs> We are so opposite so, there. Right? And so I think that's one reason why I'm so attracted to you is, because uh, I'm into you, one, and two, because you're attracted, <laughs> like I respect, I respect that you're not just sharing everything, but I also respect you sharing in ways and opening yourself up that are amazing. Empowering and comfortable for you. But honestly, what you did in that episode where you shared and you said, I'm not sharing this because I'm trying to hold myself accountable. I'm sharing it because I want to help myself accept myself right now. I'm crying. She's crying. Yes. You know, it was only a matter of uh, time before uh. I started crying, Amy. We're going to link to it. Every, it's a 10 minute episode. Thank you. Every single person yeah, needs sure. to listen to it because sharing without having the answers and sharing because you're a teacher. And you're a freaking fantastic teacher. That is hard.
2: I'm glad you brought that up. I... I'm still learning about the sharing even when I don't have the answers oh. just to let people in yeah. and maybe just say, like, I I feel it too. I'm with you. I'm there. I'm right there. Mm. That is new to me yeah. because I always think I need to have a solution because that's my what I think my value is. Like if I don't give you a solution, what am I, what am I here for? But I'm realizing
0: that's not necessarily true oh, at all gosh. times. Okay. I've heard you say so many genius things that are blowing my mind. Can I point them out just so nobody misses? Them? Them, okay. One of, oh one gosh, of the, I well, this. I love you so much. One of the first genius things you said is you realized that your weight was holding you back in your business. And then you were like, uh-uh. and what you no did way. is you identified the thing that was going to help you like what you were attaching value to, to help motivate you to change rather than shaming yourself. Or do you see what I'm saying? It's so I, if yes. we're going back to like, cause you're like, I hired a weight loss coach. It's like, why didn't you hire a weight loss coach five years ago? like, right? Like right. what, what finally got you to say, I need help. And and do you think that was part of it? Like identifying this is holding me back in this thing. I work so hard on and, you know, really value my work or, or was completely
2: yeah. like, that was exactly it. Like the, I am not stepping into what I know I'm capable of. I had, there's this tiny little voice. You could say it's God, you could say whatever yeah. it is. But for me, it felt like it was God and saying like, you are meant for something bigger and you are holding yourself back. I heard the voice. I wanted to be like, shut up. Oh, don't talk about
0: it. But I have chills. I, I, have, chills. In, in I have chills. I have chills. Thank you for thank you for I sharing that. It. Oh my gosh. And you want to yeah. know, I learned this principle recently. When you hear a voice like that or inspiration or what, however you want to identify it, and it's motivating you to change, that's the good kind of that's the good kind of change. It's not shaming you, it's not self-pity, it's not spiraling. And that's how you know I think it's maybe coming from like a higher place, a, a higher level, like within yourself even. Because you took yes, positive, exactly. positive action that you took. That is so amazing. Ugh. The other freaking genius self-aware thing that you said that I want you to maybe help people understand how you got so self-aware is you said that you realized what you believe to be your value. And what you believe to be your value is that you give people solutions. And yes. tell me a little bit about that, because that's huge. Understanding what okay. your value yeah. is, is huge. And how have you understood that that's your value? And then also understanding how that can hold you back maybe in a way. Yeah. Cause so many
2: layers, like it's, I think it's important to recognize, like, I feel that I'm put on this earth to help, especially women create businesses that will give them freedom. Mm -hmm. And that I feel is my value. So I've got to give solutions and trainings and educate and inspire. So that does move me forward. However, I think I'm so glad you brought this up. There's a point that what you think is your value can actually get in the way because I'm going to get a little bit woo-woo, which actually is totally yes, not my style. I know. But I know. I <laughs> like that
0: I'm breaking it out of you.
2: You're totally breaking it out of me. So I do have, I have, I have coaches in my life, like business coaches, weight loss coaches. I'm all about it. I come from the Tony Robbins world. Like we work on we ourselves. We love and, Tony Robbins. Um, it's, yeah, right? Like you've you've gotta just love yeah. the guys. So that's where I learned to just get the help that you want and or that you need. And one of my business coaches, she one time it was like broke me, like I was like a crying baby the minute she said she had to say it like four or five times, but she said, You know, you're enough and you're valuable because you breathe. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, no, you know your value is because you are alive and here and breathing right now. And I again was like, okay, yeah, but see, I train people and I have to give advice. She's like, no, 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 no. And she like said it third time and then I just Well, started I'm crying,
0: crying because like I know that, I'm, but hearing you say it is different for some reason. <laughs> Oh, it's big. I want everyone to hear that. And it's
2: so easy to dismiss it. And I wanted to tell her to shut it, but it is true. And that's when I think what we determine our value is, it could drive us forward. And I see the value in that value, but it
0: could also
2: hold you back.
0: Uh, Yeah, Amy... You're doing so good at life. Thank you for sharing. We we always love to say sharing is caring and I know like literally like those sentences you just shared they're you're, they're going to hit. They're going to hit so so many people. I no, I girl, I know. I know. P.S. by the way, I did not tell Amy any of these questions and you're just so good at life that you are just so, so beautifully saying things. Something I always say is enough is a decision, not an amount. You, like me, hail from the perfectionism. Uh yes. I'm, you know, just, you know, I'm putting things on you here. The perfectionism school of thought. Um, yes. are there any helpful ways or words like you just said like just breathing you're enough, but in your work, in what you produce, in your relationship with your husband and being a mom, are there certain ways that you help say to yourself or know that you're enough, or you decide what is enough? Like because enough is a decision. What does that decision look like for you maybe on a daily basis or in a relationship? So that this is such a
2: good one. I find great pride in my relationship with my husband, Hobie. Mm. And I feel like I have an amazing marriage. And I'm very lucky because he's an amazing man. But that is something I do measure my almost enoughness around. Mm. And, and what I mean by that is when Hobie and I don't get time to connect, his love language is quality time. And so mine is acts of service, which is very different from yeah, each other for yeah. the record. But... <laughs> Like, if he's doing the dishes, I think he's the sexiest man alive. But if I sit down with him on the couch when I have a very busy morning and I drink my coffee with him, that man is in pure bliss. And so- it, I kind of measure it like, have I taken the time to show that man love in the way that he really wants to receive it? And that means that I have to slow down. That means I have to say no to some things. And, and like I said, like, I'm all business. Like, I love to just live in my business. Me too. But me too. Sh- right? You get it. <laughs> yep. Like, we could talk about business. We got on this call and for the first 20 minutes, all we did was talk oh, about business before we started yeah, like, recording, it, it right? It kills
0: me inside that we don't have more time to talk about business, but like, I'm just, I. Right. But like how beautiful we're getting, like, thank you so much for sharing this because this is like how you measure like the quality of your life. Like you're sharing this right now and it is so beautiful. So keep going, thank you. And and I appreciate you saying
2: that because the, the quality of my life and the value I bring is not necessarily how much money is in that bank account, yeah. although I'm driven by success yeah. and I'm an achiever like that. And so at the end of the day, if Hobie feels very loved and felt like he got my attention... I'm winning. And, and because he's so important to me and my marriage is everything. I, I feel like that's where I need to measure my success and not in how many people signed up for my Instagram today or whatever yeah. became followers. So I have to put it in perspective, even though that doesn't always come natural to me. So anyway, that's kind of how I look at, at, at oh life my in gosh, general. Thank
0: you. And so I just, I'm just picturing Amy in her bed. Next to your very... He's very attractive. Hope he's very (laughs) attractive. Very hunky. I mean, I don't know if you can tell. I love you for saying that. I'm slightly inappropriate because I'll tell you that I'm attracted to you and your husband. And my husband's just fine with all of it, you know? Uh, Okay, you're totally like me in that. I tell people... Okay, wait. I got to
2: tell you something really funny that you just said that. I'll make it super short. But... Okay, when I worked at Tony Robbins, (sighs) I was there for six and a half years. So it was a long time. And
0: I was (laughs) have you hugged, have you hugged Tony? Have you hugged Tony? I have hugged Tony, yes. I picture me hugging Tony in his
2: giant arms (laughs) so often. I mean, he's a humongous guy, right? Yes. But Okay. So without us both getting super inappropriate, yes. so I will uh, tell you, I worked on this executive team. They had a small executive team at Robbins, and there was this one woman on the team. Her name is Tracy, and she was HR. So I'd go up to her office, and we'd just chat all the time. She's a great girl. And she had a picture of her husband on her bulletin board. And every time I'd go in there, I'd say, oh, my gosh, your husband is so hot. Yes. Like, he is yes. hot. And she, so you would totally do oh, this. Yeah. This is what I love. <laughs> like, I was super inappropriate, told her her husband was hot every time I went up. <laughs> there and she would just laugh. Well, turns out about a year later, she got a divorce from this guy that was on the bulletin board in her office. And I was going through a really bad breakup months later. And I called her crying like, oh my God, he was a jerk again, blah, blah, blah. And she said, I'm setting you up with my ex-husband. And she (sighs) set me up on a date with Hobie and I married him.
0: Are you? Yes. This is the best story. This is a Netflix original movie. Right? Are you this, So,
2: yes. This Her little boy was about four at the time, Cade, who is my stepson. And he was four at the time. He used to come into the office all the time. I loved him already. I didn't even know her husband yet, but I loved him already. And so we dated for a year, got engaged, got married, and she lives five minutes from us. And I talk to her every single day because we've got a 16-year-old that just started
0: driving and we're freaked out about it. So we, yeah, we're very good friends. my jaw is on the floor. My my arms are (laughs) flailing. I've been grabbing my head. I look like a cartoon character with the uh, auga eyes. This is, okay, like here's, there's so many life lessons we could take away from this. We don't have the time, but what I want, but like, like how freaking phenomenal is this woman to like have this relationship with her ex-husband, to like have this relationship with you. And now you have this, like, I feel like if anything, you sharing that example of like there is life after relationships don't, don't Uh, turn out the way you think they're going to. Right. So this true. Is, this yes. This is the best thing I've ever I mean, heard. and I
2: always say I would never set Hobie up with a with my best girlfriend. So just for the record, I I can't pay it forward. But she she's
0: such a good soul. So I feel very fortunate. And yeah, you just never know. You, you never, never know. know. And this is this is where I, when I was imagining you in bed next to your beautiful hot Hobie husband, um, and you being able to at night this question of have I given him the love that he needs today? If the answer is yes, that's enough, and then you can go to sleep regardless of what happened in your business or anywhere else in your life yes
2: exactly <sighs> so true it
0: just thank you for sharing that example thank you for sharing that beautiful story of hot husbands on bulletin boards um Amy <laughs> I wish we had all the time can we talk again sometime yes, I have a couple of rapid definitely. I have a couple of rapid fire questions can we squeeze them in let's okay. do it so yeah you are a teacher you're an inspiration to so many and I am just gonna assume that when you love something you love it do you have a product a book or something like a service just like something you've been buying even at the grocery store that you just love right now that you can't stop talking about.
2: Okay, so I've got to go back to Rachel Hollis. I can't stop talking about the book "Girl, Wash Your Face." Oh, Have you no, read it you know, yet?
0: I've spoken at her conference, and I didn't yeah, know that. I spoke at her conference, and I mean, back before she was a number one New York Times bestseller, and I, I mean, like come I flew on. out to, they flew me out to Austin. I spoke at her conference. We had her on the podcast right before the book went number one. Girl, I've read that book and I've washed my face after reading it. It is amazing. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so great. So I feel like every woman should read that book. Yes. That's, the, that's the one book I, I suggest love a lot.
0: Thank you. And Rachel is just, she's she's the real deal. She's the real deal. There's nothing she else is. we can say about that other than she's practicing what she preaches and how beautiful is that, right? Truly. Um, yeah. What is, you know, one or two things that when you aren't feeling as awesome as you'd like, you do to boost your mood?
2: Ooh, I love this one. Okay, so a few things. One, I my dog, Scout, is my everything. Aww. I pretend like I gave birth yes. to him or something. So- <laughs> Uh, we do two walks a day. When I get in two walks a day, I know I've had Ooh, a good day. I love that. So I do that right away. I'm also a really good napper. 20 minutes and I am up and ready again. So I take naps for sure to boost my mood. Like if I'm having a rough day, 20-minute nap, I'm good to go. It's like this, recharging. Like, I think they were
0: similar and then you'll say that and I'll be like, I don't understand that because I had to... I can't I, even see you. No, napping. I had to reprogram <laughs> myself. I genuinely used to believe that sleep was for weak people.
2: <laughs> oh, stop it!
0: I'm get. I'm in my forties now, so I'm like, oh, if
2: it, if if less sleep means wrinkles, I'm going to sleep. And so, yeah, now you're, yeah, I'm now all about you're
0: speaking it. my language. I do respond to that. My right? va- my vanity and ego <laughs> will respond to that. Yes. Okay, I love that. So you take a twenty minute nap. Okay, time with your puppy. Yep. I
2: Yep. And then the last one is I always, and I said this in the beginning, I always have something in my ears when I'm driving or walking scout or doing whatever. I am always fueling my brain with inspiration. It's oh, so important I love to me. That.
0: Thank you. Okay, Amy, we legally can play 30 seconds of a pump-up song. Oh. So we are going to play 30 seconds of a song that you love to play to pump you up.
2: Oh my gosh. All the way, Journey, Don't Stop <gasps> Believing.
0: I mean, come on. I can't that have it be was anything else. That's such a good answer. Okay, we're, we're going to play it. <laughs> Don't stop believing. listening to that do you have a signature dance move like oh I know I snuck I snuck this one in there like is there you know the music comes on or you're at like a wedding or maybe you happen to see Allison and I turn on a song is there like a dance move that just kind of comes out of you or like is your go-to move I am Terrible at dancing, and so here the answer is no. Oh. And I need one. Okay. So, like, maybe you could give I me. I have one. one. Do you know when? I'm when serious. When I speak at conferences, I end by teaching a dance move that I taught my roommate in college, who didn't think she could dance. Uh, yes, I will teach it. To okay, you. I need it. Okay. We will make make a video and share it with the world. (laughs) It is going to be so beautiful. Okay, I can't wait. Okay, and what are the best ways for people to get more of you, Amy? Because after listening to this, they are going to want more Amy. We're going to link to some of my absolute favorite Amy Porterfield podcast episodes. But Amy, where would you like the people to come and thank you for what you shared today? Ah, uh,
2: so sweet. I would thank you for asking. And I love to hear from you on Instagram. Ooh. So I'm just Amy Porterfield on Instagram. Okay. I do lots of Instagram stories and such. So come on over we and we are gonna say send hello.
0: all of the humans to you. And please go over and tell Amy what your favorite takeaway was from her today because you guys know how hard it is to share and how hard it is to put yourself out there. And Amy held nothing back. And so, Amy, I just I love you so much. Thank you so much for this. Uh, I
2: love you too. You're
0: so Thank wonderful. you for having me.
2: This was so much fun. I love to talk about this stuff. So thanks for giving me the opportunity.
0: You guys, I love the questions and ideas that Amy covers. And like I said, I am going to be linking to some of my favorite favorite podcast episodes on Amy Porterfield's podcast. And I am linking to all episodes that have just as much to do with life as they do with business. I want you to find Amy on Instagram. I want you to listen to these episodes. But mostly what I want is for you to just hear an example of somebody who's just working their hardest to make their life beautiful. Just Sit back and think about how much value we all just got from just witnessing her example. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is exist, and you can share so much value in this world. And Amy, while she does a lot, just honestly just talking to her and hearing from her is one of the most beautiful things I think she has to share, honestly. And you all have that too. So huge thanks to Amy Porterfield again. Be sure to check the show notes and the AllisonShow.com so that you can find the links to lots more resources we'll be sharing. And Eric, do you have a review that you want to yeah, read?
1: Yeah, I do. This is from 45678. Eight eight six five three two three five six seven. My favorite username ever. <laughs> she or he says the best part of waking up isn't Folgers, it's Allison and Eric. I typically listen on my way to and from my mundane job in the morning. Allison and Eric provide uplifting thought McNuggets that help me start the day with confidence and positivity. On the way home, they re-energize me when I'm feeling drained. After years of being stuck in a negative headspace, I feel like I'm finally starting to come out of the fog.
0: Stop stop.
1: No, I won't stop.
0: That is amazing. Extremely confusing number sequence.
1: I love it though.
0: Thank you so much for that beautiful review. And... I love how he or she shared that after years of feeling like they were in a negative headspace, they're coming out of the fog. That is exactly what it feels like for me when I start to come out of a, a rough patch is like a fog is clearing. And I actually feel like that in my own life. And so um, in these last couple months in f- certain ways, I feel like fog is starting to clear. So I am so grateful that we could be a part of that for you. Be sure to reach out to us. <laughs> at awesomewithallison at theAllisonShow.com so that we can send you some goodies. I've got a new merch shop launching so there's lots of good new goodies coming out soon and we just want to thank you again. If you will, will you take time to share this episode or any of our other episodes or leave a review because sharing is caring. We give prizes and also that's how we grow the podcast and we appreciate your guys' help so much. So, we love you. We appreciate you. We're grateful you're here. Thank you for your time and attention. Thank you for doing your best today. And that's going to look different from day to day. And your best today is awesome. It's good enough. And I just think you're doing such a fantastic job. And I want to remind you that only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Eric, what are we going out on?
1: I'm going to force more Christmas music.
0: Mm, they're not mad about it. I don't,
1: yeah. And even if they are, Guess what? Christmas is full of joy and love. This is called I Dreamt Three Ships from our holiday collection at Pleasant Pictures Music Club, where subscriptions start at $15 a month.
0: Okay!